This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. It is that time of week again. You're on FUBAR. Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne to filling in for Doc Brown, mate. Yo, yo, yo. Lovely to have you back again, good sir. Yeah, fourth one in a row now. Yes. I know. All right. You're like getting like the furniture. <laughs> established, right? Hey, uh-huh. um, I had a little thought actually about Doc Brown the other day. Do you remember the last time we spoke to him? We <laughs> called him and he was like, oh, I'm in my trailer. I'm on a big movie set and I'm doing this, you know, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood. Well, I was thinking, do you reckon maybe like, Times are just a little bit tough at the moment, and he is actually—he's actually living in a trailer <laughs> yeah, and just, just trying to, like, to keep up, up. Yeah, trying to yeah. keep up pretenses. Yeah, no, he was—he was being—he was telling the truth, wasn't he? He but really he was. was. He was answering questions straight up. So how do we know you're right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just here in my trailer. In my trailer. He didn't mention anything about <laughs> he did filming. No one was able to verify <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. that he and said. And then he told us some facts. He told us some facts about you know what you get as a film star. In a trailer, you know, you, if you're number one on the cast, you know, he was just telling us. Yeah, didn't get any specifics about, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just telling us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, poor guy. And then he said Don't that he, 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 gets, he gets, has to bounce around from certain uh, caravans as well. So that maybe he can't even, up. he probably can't even pay his rent living in the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> poor dude, times oh, are tough. I know, it's this austerity, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's like everyone's feeling that. Tell you what, hey, talking about times are tough, uh, Grandmaster Fraud. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. We're going to get into that a little later on in the show, but like big things, and people mm. are saying that um, he is uh, he, he could potentially be a little bit of a uh, Milly Vanilli, which is weird <laughs> for a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get into all the ins and outs of that shortly. It's a big story, definitely a big story. As well as lots as well. more coming up in today's show, there including yeah, we always love to hear today. what you guys think was taking the piss. Yeah. We'll and that's coming up that. later. Um, yes, it's a legend, an icon, not even legend, an icon's mm. birthday today. So we're going to discuss that new music as well. And um, lots of revolutionary goodies absolutely so um, we want to hear from you guys Tuesday yeah. Drive at foobarradio.com you can hit us on twitter.com uh, at foobarradio and the uh, <laughs> the telephone <laughs> number 0330 I love hearing your voices yeah. and you know you can just hit us up if you want to shout out Might or want to shout you know out. any reason get Something in touch might happen. you could have had a haircut you look posh and you, you just want people wanna, to know about yeah, it just put the word out there hey guys I think I've actually uh, cracked a rib I'm um, actually like it hurts to laugh. Uh, it hurts to even stretch, do anything. It's I'm terrible. a bit of an idiot. I'll tell You've you up next. Stop trying to. Well, I did it, but it's a very dirty dancing. Very, very <laughs> embarrassing story. Very, very. I'll tell you up next. Yo, Fubar, Sarah Hugh, and Michael Payne too. That's Flume, holding on the name of that one. You're on Fubar. It's Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too, filling in for Doc Brown. Welcome if you've just joined us. Now, guys, I'm in pain, serious pain. When cracked did rib. this happen? Yes. Cracked rib type of pain. Tell us more. Mm. I don't think it's actually cracked. I think I think it's like you know the muscle. I hope if you pull so. the muscle in the, but it's just as painful. And same deal. This, this happened to me before. There's nothing you can do until it's just it just gets better. Like and even if you have cracked a rib, like you can't get it cast. You can't do anything. You just got to wait for it. Can you heal. get a body cast? You could get a body cast. Get a body cast. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one of those actually. Yeah. I reckon it wouldn't be so bad. And get wheeled around on a trolley. <laughs> yeah, just pl- like, just like a. Planking 
for, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go face down at <laughs> Um Yeah, so pretty embarrassing, though. So basically, I was, um, I was, uh, I was, I was dancing at a club. Saturday night. You getting down. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> pretty pissed. Not gonna lie to you. And I have um, messed myself up quite a few times before uh, on the D four. Like you know, um, trying to do yoga. The I did a D4. yoga class once on the dance floor in the afternoon, and then went to, went out to a club that night. <laughs> had a few cans. I was like, oh, I can stand on my head. Check this out. Is that, girls. is that the type of club you are? That's the type of club. Are you that guy? Yeah, I'm that guy. Right. I'm that guy. That's anyway, how it gets like ladies' idiot. attention. Yeah. Well, that's exactly how it happened. On Saturday night, so <laughs> the I was there. Guys do right? to get women's attention. <laughs> just a little one-two step, little one-two step, little one-two step, and then I see this babe, little smile, back and forth, little smiles, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna try and slide. I'm just gonna see if I can slide over to her, <laughs> look get real your smooth." To stare on. Yeah, because it was a little, uh, it was a little wet. There's a little, you know, a little bit of booze on the floor and stuff like that. And oh, you like, thought that might aid your <laughs> the smooth. Well, I sort of sussed execution of your move. I didn't just go straight in for it. I was like, I tried to calculate, even in my mind, even though I was a little bit drunk. I was like, you know, I, I tested out, <laughs> did like a little, just a little slide, and I was like, oh yeah. So try to calculate if I go th- put this much pressure on my legs, oh, got slide scientific that far. With it. I did. I wanted it to look smooth. I really wanted it to work out. So basically, I slid into her and then fell over, right? Really? And that's landed. Not, is that, that's not a euphemism. Landed on a step. No, no, it's really not. And could yeah. fuck my rib. Such a dickhead, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't know. Uh, didn't really go any further than that with her, unfortunately. No. Oh. That's surprising. Oh no, right? Getting assaulted, <laughs> violently assaulted by strangers in the club. Yeah, often Just that getting really slid is into works. by a random yeah. guy in the club. Because we were literally, we're probably about five or six feet away from each other. You know, I mean, we're kind of making eye contact. You know, let's get a little jig on, doing a little jig, and I was like, "I've got to go now. It's the time to go over there." Was it a bit like Sunday. the dance scene in um, Pulp Fiction? <laughs> which, which one? With John Travolta. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like yeah. You should have very much like that. <laughs> very, very much like that. So yeah, when the time came to actually slide over there, it was all over in about two or three seconds. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> crashed into her. She spilled her drink. I landed on a step. She pissed off, and I looked like a dickhead. Oh, and now I can't dear. breathe properly and do anything. And p- potentially the next six out, months okay. will be like that. It's gonna be like that. <laughs> pretty embarrassing injury. That is um, pretty embarrassing. I mean, these. Are, I think. When you're drunk as well, yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> you, help. Things are playing out more smoothly in your mind yeah. than if you were, were sober uh, and you thought that through. Did you through. feel the pain straight away? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Well, not not so bad, not so bad. It was more when I woke no, up because okay. there's actually there's a bit there was a bit of a bruise there and stuff as well. But then mm-hmm. when I woke up the next day, I was like, oh, that fucking kills. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You guys, but this is, must be happening every night in the club. Well, to me, <laughs> definitely <laughs> to me. This is why I'm not going out of you. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. How about you guys? Had an embarrassing injury. You know what? I'm struggling to actually think of. Oh, any Captain that, uh, Cool over here! <laughs> no, yeah, give me shit, but no, never in my life, Sarah. But I don't never. Know. <laughs> no, but it's never something like. If I, could, I, I honestly, my, I'm struggling. Yeah, I don't think I've had an embarrassing injury either. Really, this is what happens when you grow up in London. Yeah, I was raised. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, you no. know what I mean. Right. There's certain things. Cool. Thanks, guys. This is just an yeah. Australian problem. Really, I'm Welsh for starters. <laughs> yeah. um, really, it's a Welsh Australian problem. Really appreciating the support. I, w- I witnessed uh, two two of my friends that I grew up with. Yeah. One of them, he I don't know how embarrassing the first one is, but he uh, he had his um, jaw kind of. Uh, it's, it's embarrassing because of his stupidity, not because of the injury itself. He was uh, he was on you know those platforms that have got the wheels that can go in any sort of direction. 
Oh, like a little trolley thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 those yeah. look dangerous. Yeah, he's See, standing on one of these things. They're like big, See, my big instinct would say, don't get involved with that. Right. Hence, I have no idea. No, they look like a big skateboarding thing. It looks like a big yeah, skateboard. Then, yeah, but then it's not. It can literally just go in any direction. <laughs> <laughs> All directions. Exactly. <laughs> At one time. And he, uh, he he was standing above, you know, the sharp sharp railings. Yep. That's really smart. So he was on yeah. that next to the railing. Just, That's clever. And then the trolley thing sort of slid back and... The, Oh. One of the railings went right through his man, like his lower mandible. It was crazy. See, in some way, what do they call it? Oh, natural selection. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> what level are you on? If you're looking at that skateboard thing yeah. that goes in any yeah. direction, at least a skateboard oh. is out of control, and that's just going yeah, in one exactly. direction potentially. Oh, you know, so really. He he's, had it coming at some point. He's the person I know, and he was a waiter for about three years. Oh as well. goodness! Yeah, me. And he never had one accident being a waiter. No, and then just in normal life, <laughs> under mm. supervision, he's okay. <laughs> but yeah, and, and so, just yeah. normal life, he, he just couldn't supervisor. look after himself. <laughs> no, the strange. other day I did see that, um, this woman um, online at her graduation, where she was just like, you know, when they had the hat and cloak on and all that stuff, and then got handed the certificate, and she was obviously like, "This is a proud." moment of my life and so she thought it'd be really cool uh, to yeah. do the running man <laughs> on stage and just face no, no. I was like that's what you get that is exactly what you get but you know what that's my niece's slogan that's what you get it's really, it's yeah. a, she's a smart lady but I think like, if, if you've got to take a, you got to take a chance you know what I mean you've got, yeah. you got to take a chance to have a big look in life sometimes you're going to fall on your face and crack your rib and look like a dick in the club yeah like, this and have a, a lifetime injury yeah, chance at, home. Or, or like at least if friend. you see the same girl you won't have to do all that you know stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the ice has been broken. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. The ice has yeah. been broken now. Yeah, yeah, it really, really has. And now, yeah, you owe me drink because I, I even though I spilt yours, I yeah. cracked my rib for you, baby. Exactly. I've yeah. yeah. been broken, not just the ice. How much more do you need? <laughs> hey, I um, would love to hear from you guys if you've had an embarrassing injury or maybe you know of someone that's had an embarrassing injury. You can tweet us at Fubar Radio or hit us on on the Fubar Radio Facebook as well, and uh, we'll get your stories up next. Hey, we had our uh, cool Keith on the show just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he apparently sent us through some music which we didn't get a chance to play check this out it's oh, called Black Man featuring Expected Deck and, uh, and Head Crack as well we're on FUBAR Sarah Hugh and Michael Unarmed. Payne too Sean Bell Unarmed Oscar Grant very cool that's dope Cool Keith featuring Inspector Deck and uh, Head Crack there, Black Man, the name of that one. You're on FUBAR. It's Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne, two filling in for uh, Doc Brown. Is that his yo, name? Yo, yo, yo. Sure <laughs> yeah, you're Doc even Brown. forgetting dude's is that his, name. Is that his name? <laughs> I'm not sure he exists anymore. I hadn't heard that song before just now. Yeah, yeah That powerful. was a nice surprise. Inspector Deck, I do love that yeah. um, dude, and he's one of like the more undersung members of Wu-Tang mm. Clan. But um, yeah, I just think it's, it's crazy like hearing, from a British perspective, I think it's out of this world hearing what's going on in the States at the moment with all the, um, you know, racial uh, related incidences with the police and everything Mm. and stuff. And so I think it's important that musicians address real issues that are affecting society and don't just talk about themselves and how great their life is and make other people feel shit. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so that's why I'm always interested to understand what artists' agendas, well, people who want to call themselves artists, what their agendas are with their their music and their, their platform. So I think 
today also of is, all days of all days yeah. is uh, Malcolm X's birthday Woo! the iconic Malcolm X. Malcolm X and this is why I just feel so strongly about sellouts yeah <laughs> bringing it yeah. back to sellouts because if someone like Malcolm X said yo I've got bills to pay you know I've got to do this innit? I've got to take this check son like then <laughs> would he have, we wouldn't have had Malcolm X we wouldn't yeah. have had Nelson Mandela we wouldn't have had Martin Luther King you know all your you wouldn't have Bob Marley all of your favourite artists are people who have stood by their art and their mission you know mm. above anything else by all means necessary and so I just admire like people who are brave enough not to be corporate corporate cocksuckers yeah yes Sarah Love <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry that was completely like yeah, this is just the rambling this is just the ramblings of the Sarah has a of dream. my mind <laughs> you're a legend you're a legend hey uh, we just, uh, actually we've got an uh, interview here this is from when Malcolm X was in uh, in foggy old London of all places this is from 1964 um, pretty inspiring stuff check it out one of the most powerful and in many ways the most perplexing movements in the United States of America, the black Muslims. They are Negro extremists, and they are not only a political movement, they're also a religious movement, and indeed they're a way of life. Their followers, at least 200,000 of them, embrace the faith of Islam and its customs. They want nothing less than a separate Negro state within the United States. But like all revolutionary movements, they face a challenge because one of their most forceful leaders has now broken away, dissatisfied with the policy of the black Muslims. And he's now the leader of his own independent group, the Muslim Mosque Incorporated. Can I first of all clear up your name? Was it in fact Malcolm Little? I don't think, I don't think it was in fact. If it was in fact, I'd, I would have let it remain. Little was the name of the man who formerly owned my grandfather as a slave. So I gave it back. So do people now address you as Mr. X? Mr. X, Malcolm X. The black Muslim policy, as I was saying, was completely separatist, that they wanted this separate state within the United States. Now, as I understand it, you don't. The policy of your group is now that you don't want the separate state. How do you want, what do you want? Then? Well, the, uh, number one, there are two groups of us now. That is, those who broke away have formed into two groups. One which is religious and based upon the orthodox uh, Islamic teaching, and the other is uh, non-religious. And the name of it is the Organization of Afro-American Unity. And we want to be recognized and respected as human beings. And we have a motto uh, which tells somewhat how we intend to bring it about. Our motto is, by any means necessary. By whatever means is necessary to bring about complete respect and recognition of the 22 million black people in America as human beings, that's what we're for. That's what we're dedicated to. By any means. By any means. By any means. A bloodbath? Well, I think that uh, as deplorable as the word bloodbath may sound, I think the condition that Negroes in America have already experienced long too long is just as deplorable. And if it takes something that deplor deplorable to remove this other deplorable condition, then I don't think that it's, uh, I think it's justified. But don't you think there's also justification in the case for the gradual white and Negro coming together, this gradual integration policy? Because after all, it's a change of of heart and mind and everything else for both sides. In America, I don't think there's any gradual coming together. There may be a gradual coming together at the top. Uh, a few hand-picked, upper-crust, bourgeois Negroes are coming together with the so-called liberal element in the white community. But at the mass level, I don't think there's any real, honest, sincere coming together. If there's anything, there's a widening of the gap. 
Now, if there is this widening of the gap, then, when do you see this explosion taking place? Well, uh, there doesn't necessarily have to be an explosion if the proper type of education is, uh, in, uh, is brought about to give the people the correct understanding of the causes of these conditions that exist and to try and educate them away from this animosity and hostility. But this education takes a long time. Not as long as legislation. Ed education will do it much faster than legislation. You can't legislate goodwill. Now, you said uh, in the end of 1963 that 1964 will be a very explosive year, and in many ways, uh, Mr. X, it has. Uh, has it been as explosive as you would have hoped? Uh, that's not the question. Uh, has it been as explosive as I would have thought? It wasn't as explosive as I would have thought. I think the miracle of 1964 was the ability of the American Negro to restrain himself against extreme unjust provocation and dilly-dallying on the part of the United States government where his rights are concerned. Will he restrain himself, sir, in 1965? I very much doubt that he will restrain himself uh, so very much longer. Mr. X, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. So well, I think that yeah, recording, that. though, I think it's quite interesting, the whole Mar Malcolm X story. I think definitely go check out the Spike Lee film um, about Malcolm X because uh, I think that's taken from a time where he uh, was still, yeah, pretty militant. And um, he then later went on his uh, pilgrimage to Mecca and everything and had, mm. like, an um, epiphany yeah. mm. about the meaning of everything because he went there and encountered there were Muslims who were blonde with blue eye. There were Muslims of all colours all backgrounds and everything so um, he it changed his approach and then came back to America and left the nation of Islam to do his own thing and stuff but I think he's got so many important points that are still relevant today like one of his quotes he says a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything yeah. and I think that yeah. stands in politics that stands in music in in all kinds of um, in areas and I just think it's interesting how someone you know he's still so relevant and one mm. of my favourite quotes of his is if you're not careful the newspaper Papers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Malcolm X, the birthday toys. today. Happy yes. birthday, birthday, Malcolm man. X. Oh, gee. Absolute legend. Um, yes. Talking about a ve another very, very amazing man, Morgan Freeman. Hey, equally Morgan amazing. Morgan yeah. Freeman. Love him. The voice of God, mm. right? As he really, really is not. Now, he's uh, <laughs> he's pushing for something to be legalised. Most people know what it is, but we're going to get into that up next. You're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too. As Foreign Beggars, featuring Skinny Man, Big Tuna One, hold on. Shout out to Pavan, I bumped into him the other day at Old Street Tube Station. That was a jolly little link up. Mm, yeah, I saw him at the, the last Don't Flop at Ministry of Sound. He's a good dude, is our Pavan. Oh, yeah. nice. There you go. Posy vibes all around. Posy vibes all around. Hey, you're on FUBAR. It's Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne, two filling in for Doc Brown. Well, he lives in a trailer, poor guy. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrible stuff. Someone who's definitely not living in a trailer, Morgan Freeman. And if he is what? in a trailer, it's in a the, big five story movie, movie trailer. trailer. As in the 15 minutes. <laughs> It's before the film starts. No, sorry, forget. <laughs> but obviously he's quite unwell, isn't he? So we were just talking about this before um, uh, off air that you know he's quite unwell and he's one of the people that does use uh, medicinal marijuana. Who um, sorry, I thought you said Doc for a second. No, no, no let's not Morgan put Doc Freeman. out there like that. No, no, not Doc. No, Morgan Freeman. Morgan of Freeman. So, yes. Yeah. You listen um, to his voice and you know he's blazed all the time. Oh no, he sounds it. He really is the voice <laughs> of God. <laughs> isn't he? Get out of the house that day. I'm Morgan <laughs> Freeman. Too goddamn stone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a very 
very interesting topic, isn't it? The whole thing uh, legalizing uh, medicinal marijuana, of course. For, you know, a lot of uh, it does. It can be the only ailment for a lot of. Uh, 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 sorry, the only uh, relief, pain relief for a lot of ailments. Mm. Uh, so people obviously really are pushing for it to be legalized. Um, and there was a big thing uh, in Australia just before I moved over here six months ago, where a, fa- a, a little uh, a, a child had uh, leukemia. Mm-hmm. And the only pain relief he could get was from medicinal marijuana. Literally, the only thing they could humanly possibly get. So the parents had been getting it from overseas. Oh, but now, they could have just gone to Western Australia. Oh no! Well, they were mad sleeping, son. <laughs> People are partying out but there. I'm burying all of this in mind when I hit Australia. But oh, what, no, I tell you what. Sure. What happened though is the parents actually got arrested. The parents got arrested, for and they were like for using. For no you, way. for you, just for using the medical, uh, the, the marijuana oil, they actually got arrested and were unable to then get it in. And they were like, so they're sitting with a child that has, you know, basically a child that is dying, yeah. that they can't give him any relief at all but because on, it's they, all they can get. But they were arrested for using it. How, so they yeah. got busted while yeah. they were using it. Yeah. How? Someone must have grassed them up. Yeah. No, ah, pun, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult no. one, but it's. I don't think it's difficult at all. I mean, I'm really curious to know what people out there think of it because it's hard for me to understand that there's anyone who thinks it shouldn't be legal Mm. like on what basis if you feel that do you feel weed should stay illegal you need to hit us up on twitter and email us at tuesdaydriverfoobarradio.com because i just think there's so many reasons why it should be legalized morgan freeman he says i'll eat it i'll drink it i'll smoke it i'll snort it it can be used for children with epilepsy there's so many medicinal Mm. uses for it and you know alcohol has very few uh medicinal purposes if any so um really what is the case and why are you snorting it morgan phone in if you're listening He's just. Why? Why? I don't get it. That's how prone. That sounds really bad. I've heard of you know people snorting other other drugs that mean? aren't cocaine like, or stuff like that. Really going. That just ruined my entire nasal system. No, but snorting marijuana. Actually, do you know what though? It's so true because I've heard if you just snort one marijuana, you could become a you could become a murderer, a rapist, yes. and you will ruin your life just from snorting one it's half of marijuana. Drug, yeah. And you definitely will become a crackhead as well. Definitely. Need I mean, so many people I know who started smoking weed then became crackheads or smackheads. Oh, yeah. for real? No, Michael! That's my dry stuff. I was fearing for my own sake. Does that, does that mean I'm going to become a crackhead? No, but it's as easy as that, isn't it? To stir up the fear. True oh, that. Like, but it's true as that. simple as I do, that. I, I, I do have friends. Um, I'm, I sound like a bit like Trisha. As you know, you, you, I've always, like, you know, I've got uh, an you experience. You mean Trisha as in the. Yeah, yeah the chat She, show. like, made it big in the States, didn't she? Did she? I think so. She's always That's why got, you don't she hear from her. She can relate to problems. Have you ever noticed that? She can relate to any problem. I think that's. That's part of the job like requirement in it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, yeah. Like Jeremy yeah, Carl, on, he really relates well once. to people, doesn't he? Like, yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm he, joking. He's, he's I need to quit with the sarcasm <laughs> so then Michael yeah. understands. I can't detect it on radio. I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, um, I mean, I think uh, it, it is definitely, uh, you know, like it's definitely one of the most harmless drugs as far as, yeah. you know, and, and no, um, it's obviously not very addictive. The thing, obviously, um, that can be very, very bad about long-term uh, medicinal marijuana use uh, not medicinal marijuana, but just smoking weed long term is it can lead to psychosis and it but does actually. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. But I well, am you psychotic see myself, so I never got around <laughs> yeah, yeah. to it. So it could just only up the ante. But, but no, know. there was that um, report recently on Channel Four where they did the um, Channel Four on drugs. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they had, did you John watch Snow. it? Yeah, that was wicked. Brilliant. Because it was, and why I've rated them for doing it is because it was a very fair 
way yeah. that they looked at it and they were comparing skunk to weed and yeah. I don't know if you're old enough Michael because you look so youthful and mm, pretty 21 yeah. all summer yeah. <laughs> that's what he tells everyone that's what he tells the babes <laughs> but um, you know I remember when skunk came out when it was a thing skunk yeah kind of thing mm. like where before that it was just weed skunk is like some. I mean me and my friend we nickname it crack weed because it is like <laughs> another beast which is different to mm-hmm. weed sort of thing it's so I think when the... you see the cases of psychosis mm. it's affiliated yeah. associated with Quite skunk yeah, yeah, which yeah. is and this is another reason why it needs to be legalised because when something is illegal there's no legislation on yeah, how exactly. or monitoring on how not... things are being mm-hmm. engineered whereas you've just got people in their garage doing whatever to <laughs> all manner of stuff the, to a plant to yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, to make yeah, some money exactly. out of it. God knows. Oh, you're going to love this one. It's covered in, fro- in fly spray. It's brilliant. It's going <laughs> to blow your feet yeah, off. Yeah, no, fully. It's, like, it's, it's pretty much the marijuana version of, of crack. You yeah. know, like, you know, yeah. you can't afford cocaine. You mix it with some uh. baking soda and some other stuff, and you, you, know, you get more for, <laughs> you your, for your buck when you're manufacturing, well, right? It's it, the same with, with, uh, with skunk. You really add is. shit to it, makes it more powerful. for you And know. it's all about making increased profits. Yeah. That's like where the promotion of skunk, mm. you know, why skunk has become so popular. And, and now, once again, proof that just doing one half of marijuana can lead to you becoming a de- don't double drop the marijuanas <laughs> don't only ever do one marijuana and see how strong they are and then maybe do the other marijuanas later yes. don't do them all never double drop a marijuana never double drop marijuanas um, very very much looking forward to speaking to somebody who is actually from the legalised med- uh, legalised marijuana medicinal marijuana more specifically but also marijuana just in general there's a foundation uh, based here in Camden actually in London in Camden um, and uh, we're going to be speaking to the founder of this uh, group uh, Marvin Mm. James coming up next we need someone from the other side so if there's any listeners out there who are just like hell no are you guys crazy what the hell are you talking about you need to hit us up even if you're a drug dealer ring it anonymously because (laughs) drug dealers would probably be against it because they're like yeah but then men will just get taxed and all that (laughs) (laughs) if it's legalised men will just have to hand over 20% fam yes so we need to any road men out there shot in skunk let us know you can call (laughs) us as Anon in London yeah for real yeah Yeah. definitely we can do like a Dakota thing on your voice yeah We'll make you sound like you're on a trap record. Yeah, yeah. we'll make you sound like Drake and everything. So there's <laughs> bonuses to calling us. Zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred. Hit us up! <laughs> uh, you're on FUBA. It's Sarah Hugh and Michael, uh, Michael Payne too. And this is a uh, bit easy for you. Get them high. All right. Yeezy featuring Talib and Common and Get Em High, the name of that one. You're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too, filling in for Doc Brown and Get Em High indeed. We are talking about should you <laughs> le- should marijuana just across the board be legalised? Obviously, uh, Morgan Freeman, who uses it for medicinal purposes, um, he's a very big... One ag- of the many. One of the many, one many of people. Thousands. That's right, around the world that does use it. Um, he is a, a very, very big advocate for it just being legalised as well. So we've been discussing this... Um, you know whether it not even just medicinal because medi- I think medicinal m- like marijuana oil the oil like that I think that's just complete no brainer. It's just a total no brainer that that should just be legalized everywhere because. Oh, it's, why is that different? Wh- what do you mean? You say the oil compared to. Well, I think obviously we're having the conversation about mar- I mean marijuana. I mean, say say cigarettes. Like you know, I mean, I'm still. You know, I'm trying to quit smoking. I started smoking cigarettes again after years and years when I moved here six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like now desperately trying to quit cigarettes again. I think that, like the the the, the taxable income from that, say to the taxable income from uh, from uh, from legalizing weed, mm. would be a much a much much better thing. You know what I mean? Oh, like right. get rid of cigarettes altogether. They're mm-hmm. fucking terrible, man. I mean, they're really 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 hard to quit. Whereas say, um, you know, with weed, you're going to have as opposed to alcohol, you're going to have a lot. Like, 
I mean, street violence is mm. going to be. <laughs> Whoa! No one's uh, starting a, a fight whole when lot they're blazed up. That. Um, but it is an interesting conversation because, like we were saying, um, it, it, you know, uh, things like obviously skunk, uh, for an example, uh, long term smoking skunk can lead to things like psychosis. And there are, it's not saying that all, it's for all some, um, yes. as easy as everything to do with marijuana or weed is, um, is good. It's not necessarily saying that, but we're just saying, is it, you know, uh, definitely the lesser. But ultimately, there is a lot of, um, you know, uh, in, uh, te- medical data that yeah. suggests that it is actually um, a better form of pain relief than many of yeah. the um, options that you can buy at your local pharmacy. And, um, yeah, so there are actually lots of medical benefits to it. So mm. even though we're not here saying you should be thinking that it needs to be legalised, yeah. it seems like there's a lot of evidence to suggest so, but I really want to hear what the Food Bar Radio listeners yeah. think. Like genuinely, I'm just curious. Like as a poll of the British public, like where people's minds are at mm. with something like this. So you know, you can hit us on Twitter, Food Bar Radio. Yeah, do you think it should be legalised? I'm very, very interested now to um, uh, to speak to Marvin James, who is the founder of the Legalised Marijuana Foundation uh, here in London, based in Camden. Uh, obviously, it's pretty obvious which way his opinion is going to go <laughs> on the whole matter. But we need someone from the other side of the yeah. fence that maybe can back. Battle it out with what's his name, Marvin. This is Marv- Marvin James. Welcome to the show. Hello, Hugh. There he is. How are you doing? Um, am I live? You are, sir. You are as live as live can be. You're on air. No, that's, that's, that's a very nice sound I can hear. So tell us about your organisation. You're obviously based in one of like the hippie <laughs> centres of London. But is, it, is this a deep. movement that is just about hippies? No, no, no. I, I am, you know, I'm a middle class boy. I'm from Cambridge. Uh, I, I read, I basically read Mr. Nice <laughs> and uh, decided uh, while actually rolling a joint that I, you know, just start this drive, you know, this campaign to, to legalize, to legalize marijuana. I see. And so like, how long have you been involved in this campaign? Like how long has this been going for? Can you even remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very distinct memory, one of my only memories, actually. Oh, right. <laughs> we're just perpetuating the stereotype. Hey, um, Marvin, I've got to ask you, uh, Morgan Freeman, we were just talking before, he said that he would eat, smoke, uh, put it up his bum, even snort. Uh, <laughs> even bum. snort weed. He didn't you, say he'd put it up his bum. He might, he might. Stop trying to lower the tone. Marvin, uh, have you ever snorted weed? I I can confess I've never uh, snorted weed. <laughs> I don't know why I'd want to. I, well, I was quite. Um, it definitely tweaked my curiosity when I read that um, Morgan Freeman said it's not. It's not something that had ever occurred to me. But yeah. I guess in the right form. Well, he's a very interesting character, is uh, Morgan uh, Freeman, isn't he? Evidently, yeah. He's, Ev- he's yeah. getting more and more interesting by the week. Yeah. So what, what for you, why, why do you think that marijuana, that weed, that doing the bongs, all of that stuff, why should that be legalised? I just think the uh, positive, uh, you know, the positive effects of marijuana really, really do outweigh all these uh, sort of negative drawbacks that the media would have you believe uh, exist. Yeah. Um, and this drive is ma- merely just about uh, extolling the virtues of, uh, of, of marijuana and uh, just, just uh, debunking all the theories that, uh, you know, these... Uh, you know, the right-wing media would have you believe. And so what are you doing to promote this angle then? 
Well, we are, we're based on a, on a barge in Camden, actually. And um, we, we just invite people on to sample our, you know, delights. And even, you know, politicians and uh, policemen, you know, get uh, just involved. to come through. And They're up for the get, crack. Exactly. Get involved. Not crack, literally. but just, <laughs> no. Uh, no, in the Irish the sense of the term. Yeah. I mean, the crack. Yeah. Uh, but so how can people get in touch? I mean, that definitely sounds... <laughs> Interesting. You, You're just we, openly we, inviting people to the barge in Camden. Yeah. It's an open invitation. It surely is. Do you have to bring your a own very, though? Very, you can if you if you you can if you'd like to. We we do prefer to uh, you know sample our own products. Just uh, just in in the interest of uh, quality control. Yes, mm. and you can verify the sources, Ma- etc. Marvin, are you a are you a, a, a roll up a pipe or a bong man? Do you like to wear one of the bongs that have like the gas mask and the big thing? And like, <laughs> what's what? How do you, what do you that recommend? Sounds like something on Tinder. What do you recommend? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Tinder meets weed. Oh my god, we should start that app, shouldn't we? <laughs> like weed heads in your hundred meter Ma- radius. Marvin, are you stoned right now? I am indeed. <laughs> I am indeed. Marvin, do you wake and bake? <laughs> I everything and bake. <laughs> Have you ever had a bath? I bake and, I bake, and bake. Ma, this this is actually a serious question. I know we're going to be silly here, but um, you yes, know, uh, bucket bongs where you put the uh, you know you cut off the bottle and you Shout put the out bong. To all my people in New Zealand. Have you yeah. have you ever had a bucket bong in a bath while you were in the bath? <laughs> That's getting creative. That was getting really creative. <laughs> I can't say I've done that yet, but that's uh, that's uh, a tip for uh, for later on today. Well, then how can you be, how can you be an advocate for legalising it if you haven't even had a bong in a bath while you're in the bath? Oh well, if you look at my uh, my track record, I'm sure you'll uh, exactly why I should be an advocate. Fair enough. <laughs> It's funny there, Michael Payne's been really quiet during this whole interview. It is odd. As seem, seeing as it's a subject he's really passionate about, I mean, he doesn't stop bending my ear about it. Like, I whenever I bump into him, he's just constantly just talking about how... I have noticed his distinct silence, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I know that Michael Payne was so keen to fill in for Doc Brown and do this show because he was like, ooh, new customers. But he did say that... <laughs> new he customers. Needed, he did say to me he needed a number two and so he was going to be right back. So I guess there's a serious operation going on. Oh, really? On. He's yeah. gone for a dump. Oh. Oh. We, we, we have a uh, the, the number, the number two is the most popular on our menu. <laughs> yes. Um, could you describe this Michael Payne fellow? Yeah, um, very, very short, much shorter than Hugh, me, um, and he uh, is kind of a dick, uh, but he's all right. He's, on a scale of one to really good looking, he's about a one. <laughs> <laughs> and on a scale of one to great, like, general presentation, it's like going into the minus. Yeah, it could probably do with a bit more roll-on under his arms every now and then. Right. No, but he has great glasses. He's got some really Does. cool Ma- Malcolm X glasses. Does. Yeah. Most appropriate for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure you're, that's, <laughs> you're really interested in all of that detail, Marvin, aren't you? Hey, Marvin, hey, Marvin actually, have you, has, has Michael Payne spent much time on the barge with you because I've got a feeling he might and if he hasn't he probably will from now on often he's shooting <laughs> off to I've Camden after the show <laughs> <laughs> I do have a feeling uh, he'll be paying us a visit very soon <laughs> excellent so how uh, can, what's your Twitter at how can we get in touch with you <laughs> you can't even remember do you even have a phone you probably don't even have a phone do you you dick <laughs> are you in a phone box are you in a phone box right now <laughs> I'm talking to you via 
marijuana is telepathy. Marvin, do you even know where you are right now? Do you, are you surrounded by a lot of crisps? What are you doing? No, seriously, what's your Twitter at? It is uh, at Marvin James underscore. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> oh, Marvin James, thank you so much for your time. If you do bump into Michael Payne uh, anywhere anywhere in the next few minutes, could you just tell him to come back into the studio? Uh, you might be locked out. Um, <laughs> he might be. Yes, that was really informative. Thanks for all the in-depth information there about your movement. And it's, I think it's a really positive thing that you yep. guys are doing. So really look Any- forward to hearing more about what you're, do- you're up to. Yep. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. What a guy. But, but seriously, send someone out for Michael Payne. Do Please. <laughs> You're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too, wherever he is. Black milk, mm, mm, hold it mm, down. Mm. You're on Fubar, Sarah Hugh, and Michael Payne too, filling yo, in for yo, Doc yo. Brown. And uh, yeah, not too far away now, about 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, we got a bit of an update about the whole Grandmaster Flash thing. Is he Grandmaster Fraud? We're going to find out a bit more about that shortly. But uh, Michael Payne, mate, you, yeah. just, you just missed out. You went for that Dookie. That was a long toilet know, break, man. I know, I know. <laughs> you, you went for Dookie, and uh, we we you missed our interview we had with uh, with Marvin James, who was the founder of the uh, Legalize uh, Marijuana Corporation Foundation Indignation and uh, Beast Army Camden <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> Gutted, I missed that, actually. I was, uh, yeah, yeah. took a bit longer in the toilet. Me and my intestines were working a few things out. Yeah. Yeah. Might have been all yeah, them shortbread you eating before. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you did have a few, mate. <laughs> shortbread equals no. long toilet break. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had some really good informed points to make. I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll be interested to listen back to the show. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, make sure you check us out. Food Bar Radio, people. Mm. Absolutely. Um, now, we still uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. What's your opinion? Do you think weed should be legalised? Uh, we've got a very good friend of the show here, Pete from Pimlico, joining us right now. Hello, Pete. Yeah, ask oh. me the Rizzola. Let <laughs> yes. me rub up me ganja. Pimlico Pete. <laughs> Call yeah. me the ganja farmer. Hey, um, Pete, yeah. I'm going to just take a shot in the dark here and say, you're yay. No, I'm totally against it, blood. Detail. He's leaning against it. He's leaning against it. A massive, massive block of it. I want them to legalise it. Why? And not no, criticise it. I want them to advertise it, blood. <laughs> yes, mop, boy. Mop, mop, mop. I like how you made that rhyme. <laughs> yeah. That was that was that was creative. They say yeah. weed does make people rather creative, doesn't mm. it? No, but why? Genuinely, yeah. if you I had to give an that. argument. I stole that. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. We won't tell. Okay, cut off the line. Cut we off the line. I had enough of this. Like, no, yeah, I'm joking. Pete. Bye, no, no, Pete. Bye, mate. <laughs> no, but Pete, if you were having to give your argument to a judge right now, what would your argument be? I would say, look, your highness. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, good start. I, I'm not going to get violent on weed. I'm not going to go out and beat someone on weed. I'm going to be, you legalize it. You take all the money off the criminals. You can tax it. Because we need some extra money, don't we, Black, for the NHS? Yes. <laughs> Everyone's going to get better and feel better. And imagine the a and at the weekend. 90% of these people drunk, man. Drunk. Yeah. And, you know, there's causing all the problems. Mm. And you, you put some weed in the equation, a lot less people are going to get drunk. Work it out, bloods. Millions of pounds, billions of pounds, and life saved. Yeah. I'm absolutely. sold. 
Yeah, Where do good. I sign? Good job, Pete. No, but when you consider all those things, it is like hard to imagine why. I mean, it seems to me it's inevitable there's going to be a time. Maybe we'll all be old codgers by then, mm. and then we'll be able to just exactly. like go crazy on those yeah. bucket But in the meantime, people, people is getting criminalised, blood. And yeah, that's what's messed up, because people are getting put in jail with like hardened proper yeah. criminals. Like, how's it's that make like, any you sense? Know, gay people in the 1950s is criminalised. Now we go, that's crazy. And but you know it's the same with the weed, isn't it, blood? And the, mm. the, there's this comedian called Bill Hicks. I don't know if you guys have heard of Bill yeah, Hicks. Of yeah, Bill Hicks. Yeah, but he has this wicked um, sketch where he's talking about um, like in the south, deep south in the states, and how the police are it's all um, you know militant, uh, religious, uh, you know evangelical Christian police and stuff who want to arrest people for smoking weed. But he, his whole argument is: so are you suggesting that God made a mistake? <laughs> and it's a yeah, good exactly, point exactly. it's like this whole like a legal process is done under swearing an oath over un, under the Bible God's, and everything God's the biggest dealer of them all isn't it? he's the one who <laughs> provided us with this goodness in the first place exactly and everything yeah, we and need it, I remember Bill Hick Bill Hick he said throw away your Mozart throw away your Picasso throw away your Jimi Hendrix if you're anti anti marijuana because yeah, he does. they was all high on marijuana. Yeah, all when of he was high on music, he was high on uh, some really high good quality skunk blood. Hey Pete, what's the most creative thing you've ever done when you've been high? <laughs> mm. It's hard to remember. Probably spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chased by some yeah. Japanese. You know, like, I like to uh, beat me bongos, you know, blood. I beat me bongos. <laughs> beat the bongos. Right, so you get higher. What's the time now? Four in the afternoon, then you just get the bongos out. Yeah, I'd just get them out and get the bongos um, out. Didn't Matthew McConaughey nearly get arrested for um, getting high and playing bongos naked? Um, at, like get, full volume. Get bongos out to his uh, neighbours complained. No. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes him go up in my estimation. Yeah, no 100%. Pun intended there either. <laughs> yeah, no, but wow, props to him. Oh. Seriously, I had. I, I don't really. Oh, yeah, Go on, go on, Pete. Go on, mate. Spit a little freestyle for us with the bongos. Do it, mate. Sounds like he's playing his spaghetti bolognese. I wanted the freestyle raps as well, Pete. I know you can play bongos, burn a zoo, and rap some freestyles yeah. for us. Okay. Here we go. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. All right. Drum roll, please. Pass me the rizola. Let me wrap up my ganja. Go the umbrella. Oh, oh, oh. marijuana. Legalize it! <laughs> yeah. Yes, Pete. That was amazing. You know what? I say there's another key yeah, question. Yeah, it wasn't really amazing, was it, Blood? No, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. No, it wasn't really. We're just high. Everything is amazing when you're high. <laughs> That's how Mozart did it. Yeah. yeah. Very, very similar. Grammy soon come. <laughs> so, Pete, would you say that what's the ultimate munchie for when you're high? Probably that packet of munchies. They're ah, designed for it, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon they Stay away from pita bread and naan bread. It fills you up too much. Uh, have uh, <laughs> meat, you know, right. kebab. Yeah. A nice kebab. All of that sounds dutty what to a, me. What about... with kebab juice down your chin, blood. Oh what about, do you, have, do you ever combine? Do you ever put two together? Do you ever have, like, maybe put chocolate munchies in a, in a kebab? 
No, that's what you do, didn't it, in Australia? Oh, <laughs> it is actually. You know you are, you're not actually far yeah, off. You're not, yeah, we were just talking about this yeah. uh, before the show. That, or Scotland. Scotland, they love all that putting chocolate in the chips. Oh, and that, you know? no, no, Pete. Oh, have a deep fried Mars bar and chips, please, bud. <laughs> hey, how about this, though, Pete? The okay. Deep fried very, Mars very... bar is actually the bomb. How, mm. about, how about this for very, very good munchies? A guy uh, in Australia just invented choc corn. It's popcorn. And, you know, you get, like, the little choc tops at the uh, cinema, like a, a vanilla little ice cream cone with the chocolate yeah. topping, oh, right, yeah. right? It's popcorn with chocolate yeah. and vanilla ice cream inside it. Oh. So you're having bites. Make me feel sick, blood. Make me feel no, sick. No, it's so no. good. It's okay, yeah. so good. Says the man chatting about it. Oh, Maltesers, Maltesers, a box of them in the cinema. You know what? All Boring. everything you're saying for me makes my stomach turn. Like I just try to avoid processed food. So it's like the thought of eating some mechanically removed meat kebab juice. Yeah. Mixture yeah. and yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that comes yeah. from a packet. You know what, Pete? I'm all about that Ital living, and that's got to be the ultimate munchie. What is that? A what living? Ital is vital. It's all about this, yes, pure food that comes from the earth that hasn't been contaminated by being processed in some factory no. in, in space. Yeah, 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 some you're factory right, in space. Right, but it tastes good, doesn't it? No, it good, no, no not to me leg. it doesn't. Not I want chuck on and kebabs. No, Give me craft mm, cheese. It, it, I think oh, people. Day long. I want McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Have you had Subway. synthetic cheese? Oh, Subway. Okay, you know they put um, the Subway. The bread is made from. Um, the same material that makes uh, yoga mats. This is like food oh, porn. Yum. This is like food porn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's seventy percent fish and beetles. Oh, I'm not even. I've been to the yoga mat buffet. <laughs> yoga mat buffet. The yoga mat buffet is just paying. It's all the stuff that they don't use for the subway. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's nice. It's hey, yeah, Pete, Pete, we've got to wrap this up, mate. <laughs> it's called Subway because they get the ingredients out of the subway blood. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much oh, for your time, yeah. Pete. You're an absolute legend, mate. You'll be hearing from their lawyers. We love you, mate. <laughs> no, you'll be hearing from We'll direct them to you. We know your number, Pete. We know you live in Pimlico. Don't be trying to direct them to us. Come somewhere to Pimlico, blood, no. Amazing. Tough guys. Thanks so much, you. Pete. Love we love, love you, meatball. mate. We love Happy you, Happy smoking, buddy. Pete. Happy smoking. We love the meatballs. We love the meatballs. <laughs> See, hey, hey, quickly yo. before you go, have you ever snorted weed? Yeah, and it hurts, blood. Don't do there it. There you go. Thank Even you very much. Even you ground up Thank fine, you, don't do it. Yeah. Punch you in the nose, blood. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, the devil is a liar. The you devil people liar. should know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? I think yeah. Pete was actually onto something there about the Aussie crazy food Yeah, he combos. definitely was. Because I just read recently that um, there's a chocolate company that has come out with a chocolate bar Mixed with Vegemite, mate. What? And I told my sister about it. She was like, "What is Vegemite?" I was like, "It's the Aussie version of Marmite." But so yeah, if you didn't know, what Vegemite that's a weird is about. food combo. So, that's disgusting. Chocolate that's a weird and Marmite. Nah. All right, hang on. We'll get into that up next, right after speech to Bell. You're on Fubard, Sarah Hugh, and Michael Payne too. Speech to Bell, the key. You're on Fubar, Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too, filling in for Doc Brown. Yes, yes, y'all. And uh, yeah, we have been discussing whether or not uh, we should legalise weed. We've uh, pretty convincingly come to <laughs> I like yes. how we've just gone And now we've gone to weird food combos. I like Ooh. it. <laughs> but where are all the naysayers before we sort of move on to, where are you? Genuinely, Who doesn't d- want weed legalised? Mm. I don't want no, them to here. think that we're like just going to knock them out the park. Exactly. This like, is I just democracy. really want to understand yeah. the, the different viewpoints around the world. Mm. 
Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> well, weird food. Here we are. Now, yeah, so this is something coming out of Australia. So this, is, this one's for me, you are saying, Sarah, was it? Yeah, well, you can take responsibility for this. Yeah. So it's um, a co- chocolate company has come up with a new idea where it's their very famous chocolate bar combined with Vegemite, which is the Aussie equivalent of Marmite. Yeah. Which... Um, I wonder how they actually sat around because they they have big board meetings mm. and things. So there might have been, there must have been a number of people there who that went through first, where they were like, "Yeah, let's do this." That, I reckon it would be good because salty and sweet, like chocolate and salty things, are delicious. If you're eating like a salty yeah, crisp, chocolate pretzels, something are good. like that, or something like that. But, like Marmite pushes the boundaries of saltiness. Though. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's painfully that just, salty. That, that only means good things, friends. I mean, you need more chocolate. In it. <laughs> more chocolate in it. It's mm. true. I'm not sure it quite works like that. <laughs> Kids got it home. Kids got it home. Because <laughs> no, I've seen like the chocolate with sea salt. Before. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting. nice. Really nice. What, yeah. what is the actual chocolate bar? Like, what are we dealing with here? Does oh, it just like uh, it's what just like a plain milk chocolate. Oh, bar, yes, with um, mixed with the veggie mite, mate. The veggie mite. Yeah, I don't know. I'll it's probably eat it. It's fully sick. Do you know and what? I'm the Aussie sense of the word term fully sick. It's that sounds no mm. actually, vomit worthy. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, but I'm wondering, like, what what weird food combos have you like considered in the past, mm. or have it, are you hooked on maybe, Michael? Any? My only one is probably, and I was, we, you know, we were discussing this uh, earlier on. It's it's just uh, like really sweet pancakes with a really sort of savoury Nigerian red stew, with um, <laughs> as my uh, Nigerian parents call them, assorted meats. Assorted meats. Assorted meats. That's the disclaimer. Yeah, that yeah, means yeah. I cannot be prosecuted for serving you. I have to have meat. Unknown. Yeah. Oh, really? You're one of these carnivores? Yeah. I actually went to this restaurant once in um, Nairobi called Carnivore. That's, that's, that, that would be my haunt. And that would be my haunt. I had, but I, I hardly even eat meat. Yeah, like I, I I'm kind of pescatarian, I guess. But there, I had um, pescatarian. Is that someone who pisses off people who eat meat? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The vegetarian so, pest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm not a strict vegetarian. It means I eat fish. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yes. Why okay. is that though? Why what? Can you not imagine this fish screaming for help? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, I mean. I think it's a, you raise a good point. It's a good visual. You raise a good point. <laughs> help me! If anything, help me. If anything, like if anything, you know, you you've seen Finding Nemo. After seeing Finding Nemo, I you should be actually. like, I'm not pescatarian. Anymore. I don't even want to eat fish. So true, man. I know. Fam. I know heaps of girls that are like, oh, they saw the movie Babe. And they're like, can't eat pork anymore. Cutting, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, Finding oh, Nemo, really? still down the chip shop. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Finding Nemo, so maybe that's it's where really I'm going good. wrong in life. It's really good. I do love a bit of sushi. I, do. I love sushi. I love mm. a bit of sushi. Yeah, all love it. <laughs> but um, no, but I mean, they say like the meat eaters' diet is like one of the biggest threats to the future world health, isn't it? So it's like on many fronts. So environmentally, it's like the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases and global warming. Mm. Um, like in terms of how bad it is for your health is pretty like someone who's eaten a red meat diet like their whole life if you do an autopsy on that person's guts you just find lots of undigested red meat left no in way their I'm stomach be, like there's no way I'm going to be a disgruntled dead person though is it and be like oh my god I can't believe you found all this stuff no, inside you post-mortem no but you're more likely to die, have a premature death as a result a of a meat eater's diet it'll be yeah, delicious, delicious. <laughs> death by kebab even if you make it to that the other thing that is so bad about a meat eater's diet is um, this is 
the biggest contributor to um, antibiotics resistance, which is a serious issue in like the Hormones, coming years. Yeah. So you're going to have like basic uh, viruses and things which you can treat with antibiotics now and be cured, which mm. in the past killed like thousands and thousands of people. We're coming to a time now where antibiotics can't cure those because because of how intensive farming operates and all the dutty bacteria that is in these nasty farms that are abusing animals because they have to treat these animals with antibiotics to make sure to make sure that we don't have we don't you're get nervous? ill I think because you're nervous <laughs> right about now he's yeah. probably thinking like, when did you see me with I'm those just, animals I'm like, yeah. animals put my companions just about to grow breasts and die basically <laughs> yeah this is the impending future for you if you want hey, to um, eat a meat eaters diet we've been asking you guys what weird food combos do you have you can hit us up on uh, the Twitter at Fubar Radio or Facebook and um, Fubar Radio on Facebook. We heard Adam from Horsham has tweeted us at Fubar Radio saying, "When I have a big roast dinner with potatoes, veg, chicken covered in gravy, I also like to squirt ketchup all over it. It's very controversial." <laughs> yeah, ketchup's pretty nasty. Yeah, over gravy. I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can have it without gravy, but not over gravy. <laughs> That's addiction. That is Do you know what? Though? That totally reminds me. My favorite sandwich when I was a kid, I used to call it my monster sandwich, monster sandwich. And everyone, whenever any of my older brothers or sisters or my parents would be like, "What do you want to eat?" and I'd go, "Monster sandwich." They go, oh, "Here we go." Uh-oh. Monster sandwich was everything that was in the fridge or the cupboard. So start <laughs> off with. Bread, tea, butter, coffee. No, 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 no. <laughs> Peanut butter, mayonnaise, the Vegemite, jam, cheese, ham, lettuce, Jesus tomato. Did it, did it, Everything piled into this big monster sandwich. That sounds like when you go to the supermarket when you've not eaten and you're just like grabbing yeah. everything. You're like, yeah, why yeah, have yeah, I yeah. left the shop spending yeah, 200 pounds yeah. on all this food I'm not even going to eat? Smoked a zoot and then went to the supermarket, <laughs> bang, came back with a monster sandwich. Yeah. And a Vegemite chocolate bar. <laughs> Pretty great. I've got to say, I'm a bit, I'm quite an addict for um, porridge like my day I, I, I always get hungry if I haven't had my gourmet porridge mm. in the morning and I say my addiction has gone so far and I'm also addicted to Tabasco mm. so my addiction has gone so far where one day I Are thought we gonna hear them? I thought how would the porridge be with Tabasco two rights can't make a wrong surely <laughs> two rights can't make a wrong but can they Sarah Love yes. I didn't can try they? I stopped myself I was like slap myself around the face <laughs> wake up woman Get a grip of yourself. So yeah, my weird combo. I'm, I've I drew the line. I was like, I'm not. I'm not doing this. Yeah. But no, I think go in there. Why not? It's life. <laughs> it's going to die of uh, love antibacterial chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the death no, no, disorder. You know, Stuff chicken anyway. is the worst. Chicken is the worst. Like you know these uh, these poor animals. Oh. You're just shitting on everything I hold dear. Yes, yeah, all these poor doing. animals. They get, basically we should just get eat. married. Mm. Let's do it, Michael. <laughs> I'm down. I'm looking. So if you're offering, let's do it. No, but chicken. They eat their own poo in there, man. They never see sunlight, and then you're eating all that negative no, all, energy. Right, this but is what this I'm is non-free range, though. Yeah. No, free range is a complete farce like they just put that label on but these animals are abused just as badly and when I say it's not even I just think well, how could you wouldn't want your cat or pet dog to be abused would you? I don't like, have pets but I'm saying because but, uh, I, people I, who have you probably pets. eat them I, that's, I'm scared <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm scared you see I'm probably scared would. yeah 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 really I think there is I a would. stigma also with a lot of people where there's an association with eating meat and status like if you're a pauper and you're struggling you can't afford meat so therefore you have to eat meat it's some kind of psychological um, connection 
connection mm. between like no we're doing yeah, good because do we have with banquets yeah and, and that's like that. what you hear in a lot of different um, cultures <gasps> oh what about mixed kebab dirty chicken oh, and dirty Jesus lamb Christ. oh that's no, a but good that's combo that's what you think it is yeah I'm, I'm going to have combo. enough shawarma on the way home oh, oh Jesus I can't even I don't even I've never eaten one of them ones that's the one on the big stick right yeah um, well no no that, that, that looks that's like, Donna the, but like that just looks like what's in the toilet shawarma is like Lebanese and the spices and you're going to be smacking my chops. Oh, but thinking of tasty munchies also, I saw the um, other day there's some politician. I wish I got dude's name so we could name and shame him. Call but him. He went, you know how they do the filming of the politicians at House of Commons? Yeah. And um, dude was busted like on the, <laughs> as the camera was on him, where he was digging out his ear hole and then he ate oh, it. Oh, yeah, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. I, we, we need to find out his name. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's extreme munchie behavior. Man. I'm going to try and find out. You'd have, yeah. have to be Let's pretty. Shame him. Yeah. I bet he's a Tory. You'd have, well. <laughs> no. yeah. have to be pretty damn high, though, to eat people. your own ear wax and shit. And yeah. boogers. Like, that's really desperate. Yeah, that, that's like we're surviving on an island. Well, you've, you've, you've got to be the lowest <laughs> of the low, right? And he is an MP. So, oh. so it's all adding up. <laughs> all the points are joining to, together. But yeah. yeah, I'm definitely curious, like, what other weird combos. But some of them, like, they sound weird. But like the chocolate and sea salt, it sounds kind of weird when yeah. you first hear about it. But then you get involved and you're like, oh. So um, and mm. then when you go to other countries, also by the they way, have some interesting combos. His name was uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love David, the internet. David Anderson, uh, which was a disgusting is? man. Yuck. Um, what Yuck. Was, was the Bladen MP. <laughs> And um, what, what's their own party? I wonder. Not that this is going to reflect on all people of that party or anyone who supports. I'd bet that money party. it was Tory. <laughs> We're terrible. That ain't right at all. Digging out. <laughs> here is he like, taking a piss? On my back days, he was a Labour yeah. MP. Yeah. You see, this is why we lost. This is why Labour is on the back foot. Literally just monkeys on the party. Hey, uh, it's nearly time for Are You Taking the Piss? So uh, hit us up. It's uh, at Fubar Radio on the Twitter or Facebook, Fubar Radio, and let us know what's been taking the piss. We're going to get into that in about 15 minutes. Coming up next, we've got the details, the updates on the whole Grandmaster Fraud thing. Um, We'll tell you about that right after some cool Keith. He left us a couple of tunes when he was here last year on Fubar. Carry my dick to the front door. Old sushi cream pies, red gum. Twinkies are delicious with skin, they'll beat my butt. What is going on? You know what this song is? This song. <laughs> that was wild. This, this is the thing with Cool Keith. You never know which way he's going to swing. Yeah. Pause. That was yeah. And um, yeah, this song basically describes the main ingredients that go into McDonald's, if you're curious about that. So um, you can. McDog food. Yeah. Chicken nuggets. That, that was uh, featuring Necro, that one. Literally, <laughs> McDonald's is um, is like pig's anus and earlobes. Awesome, thanks, and Sarah. And Do you like? I, you, hey, if you do a bit of pig snout. If you just pig tuned snout. in, welcome to Food Bar. You just put the pig snout in a blender, and there you go. Lovely. But you know, you gotta go to some, go to some lovely restaurants, and, and you know, West Africans, West Indians, cow foot, you know. It, this is equally this interesting is and, and, and chicken foot and stuff yeah. but yeah no I mean you go I was having this conversation with my sister the um, other day about like soul food in the states mm. as well like how soul food is this great tradition and everything but a lot of where soul food has come from ultimately is what the leftovers yeah. that slaves were thrown that they had to make somehow make into yeah. a meal Remember you know Friday, so this isn't necessarily food the- that people have 
opted for. Mm. You know, you know, you know, you know that scene in Friday where uh, Craig Ice Cube's character walks in and his dad's in like the big feet. Yeah, 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 big feet. I got a dumb mom in the kitchen. Uh, you're on Fubard, Sarah Hugh and Michael that. Payne too filling in for Doc Brown. If you just joined us, we were just talking about weird foods, and uh, obviously, uh, Cool Keith there was <laughs> <laughs> decided to really join in on that conversation. Can I just say, yeah, that song's not getting played again. Yeah, yeah we can dust that one. It fine. was really great talking to you the other week, Cool yeah. Keith, but I ain't feeling your song. <laughs> All right, the um, first moving song was on. dope though. That's a private time deck. song. <laughs> moving on from that. So uh, obviously, very very big news as well. Um, the whole Grandmaster Flash thing has been going on for a little while. Where basically he has been taking a lot of credit. He's been taking just about all the credit for some of the big tunes that the Furious Five um, were credited for writing. You know, like things like the Message, White Line, stuff like that. And what has transpired is that obviously uh, Grandmaster Flash. You know, he's inducted into the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a DJ. He tours around using that name off the back of the success of those songs, which he had apparently not been letting the Furious Five use that for their own purposes, promotional purposes, touring, stuff like that, and just separated himself completely from them. So they, um, so this is actually a little grab we got here is of Scorpio and Melly Mel um, speaking with a lawyer just after a, uh, a judge's recent decision. And they were two of the rappers from the... They were from yeah, the Furious they Five, thank you. Scorpio wasn't the gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> no, but where is he? We need to get him on the show. Yeah, what gladiator? Oh, no, Wolf. That's what I'm thinking of, Wolf. Wolf. All right, Love a bit of Wolf. Check it out. Man, man, I'm tired of this, man. I hope, man, we could get this stuff together finally. Yeah, man. It's crazy how this dude could do over 200 shows a year, and we could do nine, and he ain't on none of the records, man. We gotta, we gotta be able to live. Other than that, he's gonna be a millionaire, and we gonna die broke. You know, every record that ever came out came out under Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Right, and he can't give us, he can't at least give us respect for that. We got, you know what I mean? Like he's just gonna take the ball and run. All right, whatever DJ got in in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for just know. being a DJ. I don't know. He can't give us credit for that. I mean, he ain't gonna give us credit for nothing. He just wanted it all and want us just to fall and stay by the wayside. Yeah, man, I hope this court thing be over, man. I'm tired of this, man. Yeah, man, because he's a girl, man, whining like a baby girl. Next time I have a baby girl, I'm gonna name Hey, what hey, up, Hunter? It's good. I've got a decision for you from the judge. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it to you just like you wrote it. After hearing written and oral argument, the judge found that Grandmaster Flash was not a performer on any of the Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five recordings. On the Sugar Hill record label, including the songs White Lines and The Message. The judge noted that Grandmaster Flash wasn't even with Sugar Hill Records when the song White Lines was recorded and released, or had nothing to do with putting the Furious Five group together. Therefore, the judge has made his final decision and has granted Melly Mel Scorpio, the right to use the name Grandmaster Flash's Furious Five for the future recording and touring throughout the world. All right. yeah. Congratulations, gentlemen. All right. All right. Mm. There you go, interesting stuff. I, I didn't even know that he was not like, had that little to do with those songs. No, I always die. thought, obviously, um, you know, like like even we were talking before the show, Sarah, about how you know back in those <clears> days, a lot of, a lot of the acts were like you know like uh, it would be DJ and then the name of the act. You know what I mean? Um, hence being Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. But I I never knew until reading all of this that he actually had nothing to do with those tunes at all. But the thing is, the thing with this issue, I mean, I feel sorry for these guys because 
that's coming from an era where people had very little awareness of the industry or legalities of intellectual property and all those kinds of things. And, you know, people were truly just doing it from the, the heart. So they obviously weren't thinking, OK, what's this record going to mean in airplay in X amount of years yeah. time? And that can be paying for my kids school education or whatever. They weren't thinking on those terms. And in many ways, that's a beautiful thing because. There's lots of people who purely just think on those lines now making music. But I think um, I never was aware that Grandmaster Flash actually claimed any creative responsibility over that song. Also, that's coming from an era where in hip hop, DJ ruled. DJ was the first thing. There would not be any B-boys. There would not be rappers. There would not be any of the other disciplines mm. of hip hop if it wasn't for the DJ. I'm true. not just purely speaking from a biased <coughs> position being that I'm Absolutely a DJ. True, but the DJ was king. And that is where the whole culture started and... Grandmaster Flash had a reputation as a killer DJ yeah. and then out of that came an opportunity later um, to, to release a record which was like bringing his posse together that he had been working with at uh, Park Jams and things and hence you had like White Lines, uh, The Message and all of this stuff. And then also the other thing that I think is a bit um, problematic with this argument is that I think um, he... His whole induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a DJ is purely built on his reputation as a DJ. It wasn't built on just the single of the message and the importance of that. He got so <clears> successful <throat> because off off the back of those things, you know what I mean? Off the back of the success of those songs, mm. you know, um, which is how he obviously built. And what the uh, what the problem is is that he was not letting uh, the Furious Five have anything to do with that. He basically like he didn't maybe not necessarily said that he wrote, produced, rapped on any of there those was, songs, I think the but it was. was the and, main it, and it was the assumption. People yeah. people have the and assumption that when they think of the message or white lines, they think of Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. And they associate that to them when they go to see him tour and da 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 da. So he was taking the credit for it in that sense as maybe an assumption, like not necessarily credit wise or you know, no, publishing definitely wise. There's people who like have become aware of him because of the success of the record, the message yeah. and stuff like that. But also, I mean, Grandmaster Flash was one of the illest DJs around yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah. And so people outside of hip hop were learning about this culture and have being told okay we've got to go to this party and see what this whole DJing thing is so you had people like Blondie who had mainstream chart recognition who brought in people like Grandmaster Flash to you know as they recognised hip hop culture so that was even aside from just the you know they were uh, marvelling at him as a DJ isn't it so that mm. was even aside from the, the record alone I mean I accept that definitely he's done a, a lot of success but he's a DJ I've DJed with him a couple of times and I've got to say he's not the nicest person that I've ever met in the industry. Mm. He's a bit of a diva, really. Like, he acts like a bit of a bitch in some instances sort of thing. So, I mean... I can see how frustrating it must be for the guys because they're struggling to work. But at the end of the day, Grandmaster Flash gets up every day. He practices. He makes routines. He's on his grind. He gets to the airport on time. He's doing this. He's doing. Man is grafting. This is all dude has been yeah. doing as a DJ. He's not just going out and performing the message. But I think he definitely is not. He's definitely, and I've seen him DJ before at festivals, and he does. He rocks his show, and he knows but, what he's doing, and he's great. Think, but he hasn't like what he did was he severed ties. Yeah. He legally severed ties with the Furious Five, and also. You know, he applied constraints so that they couldn't even use their own they names own name. at all. Yeah. You know, I think that was that's the one that sort of sticks out to me. Is he called, if he was sort of touring around using, you know, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious MCs, um, and they weren't there with him, cool. He's still Grandmaster Flash, but to to apply legal constraints that doesn't allow them to use the name, I think, is a massive piss take. I think, yeah, yeah. but I think they should ring up to for that the, and just be like Grandmaster Flash. But they're Flash allowed to use the, the name Furious Five, right? They are now. Yeah, so. This is what I mean is like it's up to and this is what it breaks down to nowadays 
you know, in so many fields, not just the music industry, it's the people who do and the people who don't. So if you're going to sit at home and just complain online and not really be doing shit and turn up late for meetings and not call, you know get back to people or whatever how far do you think you're going to go but if you're someone then, who is like pushing the curve and I do take I accept that he took advantage of their naivety yeah, yeah, on a there legal is, there front is, there is not doing something and there is not legally being allowed to do something it, had they even wanted to tour as uh, you know the Furious Five MCs off the back of the success of you know uh, White Lines The Message um, you know they wouldn't even have been allowed to and that's the problem he's not he's not responsible for any of those tunes that made them as a collective big but he's enjoyed the most success like because he's a serious dj that murders it down like not many other well. what was the what was the last record but and also that's the thing there's a lot of people who c- contend who were even writing the lyrics of those records a lot of those records were even being ghostwritten at that time so i mean what was the last record that you heard melly mel put out um don't know exactly you know so it's like he has a name Melly Mel these guys their names are recognised so they could easily be going out there you know get creative think about other ways of diversifying your portfolio you know <laughs> going out there into the big world Brilliant. and doing stuff you know or, you know, just, just you know, they could sit back and enjoy the massive fruits of songs like White Noise and uh, white noise. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of disclosure. Oh, that tune now. Is yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. song is. Yeah, they really want to take credit for a disclosure yeah. song that I think they should be able to. <laughs> yeah, like, well, no, if it wasn't for B Boy and if it wasn't for DJing, then disclosure wouldn't even be around. So right. fuck you, disclosure. <laughs> Sign over the rights yeah. of white noise to Melly Mel right now. Do you know what? Just on that though, because what they're obviously uh, legally, as we just heard from their lawyer telling them that a judge has now ruled that they can use that name, uh, Grandmaster Flash, for any future promotional, touring, or recording purposes. What are they going to do? It's not like he's ever going to do a show with them. He's never going to have anything to do with them, like, you know, professionally. So they're going to book tours now saying, yeah, it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Or we're releasing a song now saying it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Without Grandmaster Flash. Without Grandmaster Flash? How weird is that going to be? It's like Mm. they've now got the right to do it, but how is it going to be beneficial anyway? True. But I think also this is the thing, like, you find he's in a position where he's worldwide renowned. He doesn't need anyone else yeah, to he has a him massive, a massive he does it stop. himself yeah. no but I mean aside from like however it's come to be he is the one who like that's a long time ago he's maintained this status mm. you know to be yeah, that's to be I'm relevant yeah, irrespective of the circumstances he has yeah, had a head start he's still Even relevant from being a famous DJ he had a head start over the Furious MCs you know what I mean like he was Grandmaster Flash before you know th- that sort of amalgamation came you know about so he yeah like I said he's definitely he's had a head start so they you know they, like you said you're, you're, you're right the choice is theirs you can go out on a hustle and and you know try and remain relevant and try and see something from this music or you can sit back and complain you know you're, you're absolutely right to be perfectly but I think it's it because these things become more pertinent issues when you are in a position where you're struggling and then it's easy to look at like why is stuff not going yeah. well for me right you 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 whereas like I mean for me I'd rather you turn these things into a positive spin rather yeah. than me sitting here pointing fingers as an XYZ like how much energy and money has gone into this legal case yeah. that could be time energy and money going into building something you know yeah. fresh dope you hip hop that you are in control of and learn from that experience mm. you know what I mean and I have I really feel sorry for these guys because yeah. I can feel their pain like very in their voices yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. no, fully, I saw, but I saw, you know you got to give props to Flash where it's due like he yeah. has built his reputation mm. you know because they were calling him uh, Millie Vanilli <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying. They're calling him Millie Vanilli. I was like, come on, we've decided he's a DJ. 
Where are those guys? I don't know. Probably sitting, uh, I don't know, somewhere with Pete from Pimlico. Probably signing at the bottom of a TV somewhere. Just doing sign language. Very, very close now to getting up to Are You Taking the Piss Tuesdays, where you can. it's your opportunity to vent. This is my favourite part of the show. Yeah, man, I absolutely love it. Melly Mel, if you're listening, phone up. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Flash. Grandmaster Flash. It's coming up in the next 10 minutes. Tweet us at Fubar Radio or get on the Facebook Fubar Radio as well. What's being taken a piss for you this week could have been someone could have been something anything get into that shortly um, I have been whinging um, I've been taking the piss today because I've been whinging about my sore ribs mm. um, we were talking about embarrassing injuries earlier in the show and we've had a few uh, tweets come through from that so we'll get into that up next as well right after we listen to some classic material Grandma's Flash and the Furious Five this song the still message. kills it in the club awesome yeah, yeah. that's really crazy it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep them going under. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep them going under. Young Fuba! It's Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too, filling in for Doc Brown. Good man. Yes. Good man. Quite possibly also Marvin James, who is uh, a oh, yeah, co-founder. Big up to Marvin James. Big up to Marvin James. You should yeah. really listen back to that interview. It was really yeah, interesting. Very interesting interview earlier in the show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I have been, I've been struggling a lot today because I um, I had a really, really dumb, I did a really, really dumb thing on Saturday night. You were rehearsing for your floor. role in Dirty Dancing, the yeah. Australian the remake. musical make, remake. May, yeah. may you have cracked a rib. May have cracked a rib. Either way, it's really, really sore. It's hurt, it hurts to breathe. So we were talking Aww. about embarrassing injuries um, earlier in the show. We've had a couple of uh, had a tweet come through from Selena in Essex. She said um, she had an embarrassing injury. Uh, her mum used to be a gardener, and she was at this big fancy garden helping her one day. And a wasp flew up her shorts, stung her right on the tushy. Oh. She screamed and cried, and oh was little. Oh my god! And then she had to go into the people next door's house um, and beg them for ice. And then, so she said she had strangers next door putting ice on her ass. Oh my god! It's kind of god. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. messed up, man. It's messed up on many levels. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. god. Hey, you know we're a radio show. We're not bloody therapists. <laughs> What's her name and where is Don't she again? Selena from Essex. Selena. Yeah, poor that's, darling. That's what's happening in Essex. I'm never going back. No. Yeah. <laughs> Deadly out there. <laughs> that's why you got to live in London where there's less gardens, less chance of that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had another email. You can email us anytime as well. Tuesday Drive at foobarradio.com. This one's from Catherine in Greenwich. She says she was on the train home um, after some work drinks and uh, she was walking through the carriages of one of the doors and the slam shut on her finger and it started bleeding. I got really woozy when I saw when I see whenever I see blood so I sat down and just sort of fainted uh, I remember having people hovering over me the next thing I knew I was on the back of one of those little buggies they sit disabled people on and it was driving uh, driving by the train beeping I was just weeping and humiliated whilst people stared and boys <laughs> pointed and laughed Christ, at me Catherine. it was very very embarrassing all from just a bit of blood on my finger oh my god you're like I don't want to create a scene I don't want to make a scene that's how to actually got a bit. <laughs> That's a, you need to turn that into a film like, script. Yeah, they <laughs> pulled, the train, the, pulled the train over yeah. before it got to the station. Got her 
<laughs> all the emergency oh, services, helicopter. Oh, no. <laughs> the <Poor> <laughs> That's awful. It made me laugh and tell you my ribs. Alrighty. Pain pain. Um, up next, it is time for Are You Taking the Pierce? We do it every Tuesday. But hey, how's this on uh, Sunday? I bumped into a really, really good mate from Melbourne. Right mm-hmm. in, the in, the to- in the toilets of the Hoxton. So I'm going to play one of his tunes right now. He's here just for a few weeks. It's Daniel Merriweather. Oh, okay. This one is called Change. What's he up to over here? Featuring Wale. I don't know. We'll get him on the show in the next He's couple in of weeks. public toilets. <laughs> Sorry, rapidly raps. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my fault. I didn't tell you how long we got. Here you go, Dan Merriweather, Chains featuring Wale. You are on Fubar, Sarah Hugh, and Michael too. Filling Michael Payne too. Beg your pardon, me. Yeah, sorry, right. Michael's fine. Filling in for Doc Brown. Yeah, Good there guy. You know the whole name. Good guy. You guys were desperately trying to figure out there where that other sample's yeah. been used, weren't you? Did you have any luck? Yeah, Mary J. Blige and used sweet it. Memories. That tune. Mm. That's the one. That's the one. I got As there in the end. That's the one. He's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> All right. But um, no, that's a. Uh, but yeah, right. Is that actually the same sample? Or are they that's just it. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's so an Isaac Hayes sample. It says that he sampled yeah, yeah. that for that tune. Uh huh. There's a there's a really cool website called uh, I think it's just called Who Sampled. Yeah. And uh, if you search for a sample. It will also tell you everyone else that sampled that same sample. Oh, that's the bane of many producers' Are you lives. taking the piss? Are they taking the piss all using the same sample? <laughs> exactly. Are like, they? where's the creativity what? gone? No, but yeah. speaking of that, I meant to, because um, dis- we didn't get a chance to discuss it properly the other week, because you were talking, uh, saying that Ed Sheeran is your homie. He is, yeah. Yeah, and then we were talking about, we started talking about the oh, let's right, get yes, it on biting song. And not yeah. paying homage. But, um, no, 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 not even not paying homage, but I was just wondering how something like that ends up happening well with that particular song I do remember when Ed first played it to me and I was like that's Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye <laughs> that is literally that but song he, and you said he did know the song he did know yeah, Let's yeah, Get It On yeah but then when the, the thing is if you take away Ed's lyrics and the melody of, of Ed's lyrics you'll see that it's only actually the music that is like Let's Get It On yeah. he actually uh, wrote it inspired by a uh, Van Morrison song um, because we were joking, I was gonna. I was like, you know, this was before the whole Pharrell lawsuit f- um, fast started happening, mm. and I was like, I wonder how long it's gonna be before uh, Marvin Gaye's uh, camp come at you. And he was like, Well, to be fair, I'm expecting Van Morrison's too. Do you know what I mean? As a joke, and uh, but yeah, I think he, you know, he's Ed's, Ed's greatly inspired by musicians, and he fully admits that. You know, don't, which was one of the singles off uh, his. Uh, multi-platinum selling second album was directly influenced by um, Don't Mess With My Man um, Lucy Pearl Lucy mm-hmm. Pearl you yeah. know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. he even gave them writing credits on it that's how far his you know homages go you know he will pay you know he will give credit where credit's due literally <laughs> and uh, but yeah some people you know and that was that was all my argument was that week is that you know Ed doesn't Ed, Ed won't you know he, he, uh, not everything Ed does is completely original but he will let you know where you know, what yeah, no, no, I have that. That's that's just for. the natural course of things, isn't it? Mm. So, I don't, it's not even that. Like, I question, I just wonder, as an artist, when you come up with something, can you think, like, God, that sounds uncannily like something yeah. else? As an artist, I think to myself, they did a really great job with that. I want to push a different curve. Let me go back to the drawing board and try and come up with something that's 
different, yeah. that's new. Mm. So I just wonder how someone goes, that sounds a lot like that. Cool, let's just keep rolling with that. <laughs> tell you what, like, those why people, are you taking the piss? Are they taking the piss <laughs> when I they do the that? I the people that write for certain, I'm not going to name any names, but the people that write for name certain those big, names. like, you know, big That's ba- exactly bands. how they make music. That's how they make music. Mm. They say, what's popular? Yeah, exactly. Or what was popular in the 80s? Let's take a song by a seminal rock band, say like Def Leppard or something, and mix, or let's take a song from Greece. You know what I mean? And, and if, if people know what I'm talking about, they'll know what I'm talking about. Tell you know me what, I mean? what you're talking it's about. A, no, I just think it's hard to even name people who aren't on that kind of flex because true. it's become so, like, it's just turned into such a currency now where mm. the making music, where it's like people don't actually give a damn about artistry. That's no, just something that's way in the yeah, blood. It's all business background, now. And all, you know? those people, and that's all those boring. people. Are you taking the piss? Are they all taking the piss? You're lazy. Taking the bloody money. Which is perfect timing now for Are You Taking the Piss Tuesdays, guys. Sarah Love, Michael Payne. Yeah. What's been taking the piss for you this week? Ladies first. Oh, really? Okay. Well, it's funny because I asked everyone in the studio if they had ever heard of Gem and the Holograms, and there was just crickets. It was just like tumbleweed. In the studio. So maybe no one listening is going to even understand what the hell I'm saying. But it's yet another example of these bloody money hungry filmmaker people taking the piss. And from page to screen, tweeted us at Fubar Radio. Um, and he said, When I heard about the rumoured 21 Jump Street slash Men in Black crossover film, I thought to myself, Are you taking the piss? Yeah, that is taking yeah. the piss. That's and, that too far. It, and the Gem and the Holograms. Gem and the Holograms was a cartoon in the 80s that was about this um, girl. Band, they lived in an orphanage, but then they made like a rock group together and they were changing the world for positive yeah. and all this stuff. And it was all really like, yeah! yeah. And um, they've just made this remake film trailer and it's just like makes a mockery of my oh, childhood. Yeah. And um, no, so I just think it's what's the point? And it reminded me very much of these remakes of the um, Indiana Jones films and everything. And, and also <laughs> how much I love the South Park piss take yeah. of the <laughs> remake so of the many. Indiana Jones film where they spent. And the whole film, like shafting Harrison, shafting Harrison, yes. indie, <laughs> and they're him. like, "Don't do it, please, don't make it stop." And so, um, yeah, I just think they're all taking the piss. Are you taking so, the piss? Well, they had the uh, they they did. The, I don't know if we spoke about it on a previous show, the Mulan thing. You know, the they're what? making a live action movie of Mulan. Oh no, but isn't that even controversial? For yeah, some because reason? they're using Is a white like lady. They're whitewashing it basically. But that's the way it's got to go because all well, that's white. That's how it went in. The, uh, that's how it went in that Egypt movie, isn't it? Mm. The um, <laughs> what's it called? Yeah, I didn't even see it. The yeah, one with Christian Bell in it because Christian Bell looks mad Egyptian. <laughs> all of the and that's why Disney I do, I do not trust Disney I have a big distrust for no, Disney no I've never like was, you know, Walt Disney was a fa- fascist racist uh, sexist so it's you know it starts from the from the very origins yeah but really he made Mickey Mouse so balanced 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 there let's think about all the good he did but yeah constantly avoiding like anything other than Anglo-Saxon uh, you know Protestant representations of Real stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Disney are taking the piss. Yeah, Disney. 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 All these remakes. Jar Jar Binks is taking the piss. Let's add to that. Let's just throw him in there. Hey. I've got time for Jar Jar Binks, man. I've got a really, really big one. But I also, for me, when this happened to me uh, last week, end of last week, I was like, that is massively taking the piss. <laughs> or is it? 
So I don't know. This is a bit of a curious <laughs> one where I need to ask you guys. Is, okay. is this a London thing? Does this happen here? Or am I right? That's the London accent. London that is officially Hugh, the London accent. Hugh. Hugh. Are you taking the piss? Don't ever do yeah. that again. Yes. Right. Tell me. I want to know. Is this taking the piss or is this just something that happens here a lot, right? Okay. So I went to a house inspection, right, to uh, for this new spot. Um, went, I was moving in with a couple of mates. Mm. They couldn't make it, so I went there by myself to have a look at this house, organised with me the real estate there and stuff like that <clears throat> and then I'm in there for about five minutes the real estate agent gets a phone call he goes hang on wait a sec comes back and goes that was someone else they've just put an offer in uh, I like you you can have the place but you need to make a decision right now or I'm giving it to them and I was like oh I don't know if I can do that like mm. I've got to speak to my other flatmates and he's like well you got you got like about five minutes Mm-mm. right and I'm it's like oh such a big decision. I'm like I haven't even looked That's at the brutal. whole house yet Jesus like Christ. we haven't even looked at I haven't got through the front door mate yeah barely <laughs> I barely even had right so I get back to uh, I was like I, I, I was like I really can't I need to at least go and speak <laughs> to my friend he's like cool well I'll give you like until tonight like because it was the afternoon he's like I'll give you till tonight so I went to one of the my mate who's a flatmate I'm moving in with went to his house da 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 and he said and which right for so he goes oh, I don't want to commit to getting this house until I've at least seen it fair enough and I'm like yeah that's pretty fair <laughs> enough that's so, reasonable so they organised for him to go to um, he was organised my f- friend was organising with the current tenants to go in the following morning first thing to see the place mm-hmm. so while they were going back and forth in the group emails with all of us and the real estate um uh, he then tried it again. Well, yeah. Well, they're, they're going back and forth saying, is 10 all right? Is 11 okay? Ba, 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 ba. The real estate agent came back and said, he's like, no, nah, that's it. I'm pulling the pin. You guys are all dicking around. Out. Done. It's gone. Place is gone. Giving it to the other people. And we were like, oh, okay. You know, what the hell? Mm. Like, you know, so my mate got a little bit upset and was like, you know, well, that's it. I don't care for you very much, good sir. Don't care for you very much at all, right? So that was it. That was the end of the whole thing. Um, anyway, so then the guy came back to me later and goes, look, if you want it, you can still have it, but you need to get in right now. Da-da-da-da. And I was just like, this has gotten really ugly. This whole <laughs> You're thing like fearing for your life at this really, stage. Really, really <laughs> ugly. So can you guys help me here? Is this? I thought. Well, these people are massively taking the piss. Are they taking the piss, or is that just something that happens here? No, hold no. on. Is that does that not happen in Australia? No way, man. Not that. Not crazy. Like was that like tactics? Oh, yeah, you've got a lot more space out there. You get dickhead estate agents, of course, in Australia. But here, like that was like, was that even a tactic? Was he just that's, on the phone? That's Aggie. That's yeah. Aggie. He's getting Aggie with yeah. his sale of that that house. But no, I mean, this is why estate agents have such a bad rep in it because yeah. some of them are just like shady like that. Can you tell me that? Is that taking the piss, or is it not? That's no, that's taking the piss. Are you taking the piss? Thank you. He was 100%. taking the piss. What a liberty. Thank you. All right. Trying and, to um, play you off the other people. Now, up next, we want to hear from you. So um, tweet us at Fubar Radio or Fubar Radio on, on the uh, on the Facebook. What has been taking the piss for you this week? Um, you know, it's a, this is your opportunity to vent. Someone, something, who knows? Let it out. It is. Tuesday Drive at FubarRadio.com too. Exactly. Give us an email as well. And we'll get up to that up next. Right up to MIA. Yeah, I'm Fubar. It's Sarah Hugh and Michael Payne too, filling in for Doc Brown. And we are doing Are You Taking the Piss Tuesdays? It's an opportunity to vent someone, something. What's been taking the piss? And now we've had uh, quite a few uh, tweets come through here. We've got Keith from Enfield. He has said, just quite simply, why isn't it Friday yet? 
Why? <laughs> why isn't it Friday yet? Are you taking the piss? Why? It extra real. I actually had a really good weekend because I kept thinking it was a day earlier than it was. So I kept thinking, oh, it's Sunday, but really it was Saturday. Quits in. The reverse one. We got Ellie from Reading. She has uh, she's emailed in at Tuesday Drive at foodbyradio.com. My Instagram feed is filled with celebrities working out in the gym. We get it. You're fit. You're beautiful! <laughs> Weeps while stuffing my face with kebab. Oh, oh you taking a piss. Yeah. Also, unfollow much? Yeah. 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 Just, uh, you know, just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stop feeding these negative images in your direction. Yeah, just unfollow. If you don't like what I get, I get that with my Instagram, you know. Um, in fact, I don't actually. My Instagram's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never get any. Right. Michael Payne. Are you yeah. taking the piss? Follow me, innit? Follow me. I'm not even on Instagram. Is that You are, piss? actually. Yeah, yeah as an like imposter. I'm oh, quite yeah. impressed that someone two even people. wanted to. Two yeah. people yeah, have stolen my identity. DJ Sarah Love on Instagram. It's yeah. not me. It is. There's two other ones. There's three of you all together. And they are fully. <laughs> and you're the only one that's not on Instagram. Yeah. Two other fake DJ Sarah loves. Are you taking the piss? There you go. For real. You better mind. I don't bump into people's. No. That's <laughs> that. Sarah Love. Aggie Sarah Love. Sarah Gangsta. <laughs> um, Char- Charlie from Shoreham has tweeted in at Fubar Radio. I'm sat on the train home and there is a guy sat next to me checking out his appearance in his iPhone camera. Are you taking the piss? Definitely <laughs> taking the piss. What's but say if he had like the re- Charlie from Sh- um, Shoreham. If he say if he had the remnants of his last meal on his chin, would that not be taking the piss? Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. But what if he's on I his I check way- my face in my mirror. I just say just to check I haven't got uh, remnants <laughs> like of food it's in the my mirror. mirror. Before it's you put up your perfect Instagram yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah, selfies are very important. You know? Maybe he's on his way to a date. Yeah, and he wants to marry this Could woman. Be. For real. You wow. know. So, but no, I, 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 I can see how some people would think like. What's wrong with you, mate? All right, that's, that's about it. It's time. I oh, really. The show is up. Thank you so much oh, for tuning in to Michael. I'll save my other taking the pistol next week. Yeah, all right. I'm going to leave you with some Big L, and we'll catch you uh, next Tuesday, 4 till 6 p.m., oh, right here on Foobar. Just pay attention and listen real closely.